0: with a conversation with a collector that matters. I got my man, Jordan Northwood's card collector on the damn program today. He is in a group chat I am in and a topic came up and I said, you know what? You would be great to dissect this topic with, we're going to be talking about buying cards for passion, buying cards for passion and profit and everything in between. He has a lot of experience collecting. Um, and I just, He's got a lot of cool-ass cards that I really want to talk about. So hopefully you enjoy that. If you like what I'm doing over here, hit the subscribe button. Tell a damn friend about the show. Let's kick it to the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. I'm excited. I am joined by someone who I chat with frequently. Um, I know we are all in our own little chat groups. Um, I've talked about my Peyton Manning chat group. Uh, quite frequently. Seems like at some point everybody will be on the show and because I got to talk about Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning cards. That's just what we do here. Uh, But without further ado, I've got Jordan. You might know him on Instagram. His handle is Northwoods Cards Collector. Jordan, welcome. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. It's pretty chilly up here, (laughs) Northwoods of Wisconsin, but it's awesome. I'm actually a, a very early listener to the stacking slabs podcast. I've loved it, you know, every Wednesday, Friday. So awesome that you asked me to come on.
0: Yeah, man, I appreciate the support. Um, Yeah, we've uh, I'm sure if I go back in the history of DMs, we've been chatting probably since I uh, started this and you said it's cold up there. It's it's really cold uh, here. And we were as we're recording this, the national championship is going on. So I know some southerners that are up here right now are probably uh ready to get back home after uh tonight. Some happy, some sad, but we'll see what happens in the What what's as we're recording this in real time the game is playing. What's your prediction? Who's going to win, do you think?
1: Oh man. You can't bet against Bama. I mean, you just <laughs> you just can't. So, but Georgia, they've looked like the best team the entire year, but I got to go Bama. Probably if I had to say a score, 38-30.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's t- it's tough to go against Saban. I mentioned Manning, and before, before we get into this, I was just uh, before, I was getting ready for the show, and I was like, you know what? I need to talk to Jordan about meeting Peyton because I know that's something you did within the la- the last you know few months or so. And I think uh, I was in the process of like, I remember I got a lot of messages. They're like, "Are you going to Chicago to meet Peyton?" And it was like right in the thick of like me having a kid, and I was like, "No, I'm not." But I was hoping someone I knew was going to do it. And then I forgot about it. And then I think I pulled up Instagram and saw all your pictures and got super jealous, but was happy for you. So maybe like talk about that experience.
1: Yeah. So I have been waiting for Pate Manning to do like a public signing for so long. He had, I think the last one that he did was at a fanatic show in 2013 in Chicago and I missed out on it. So when I saw that he was coming this last year, 2021, I was like, okay, I don't care what the price is, what he's charging for a football or anything. Like, I just want to go so I can stand six feet from him and say hello. Like, that experience would be worth it. So, uh, me and my friend, uh, Andrew, uh, he's my best friend in cards. Cards and Sneaks is his name. Uh, but we went to Chicago, um, stood in line, and he was taking pictures with everybody. He was in a great mood. So, I'm like, okay, this is going to be really good. This, He's in a good mood. So I was a little starstruck when I walked up to the table. Um, I knew what I was going to say, but I couldn't really say it. But I had a, an Archie Manning rookie card that had, I had already bought, and I planned on giving to him. Um, and I just basically said, you know, hey, Peyton, I, I loved you when you played for the Colts. I collect a lot of your rookie cards. Um, And you're my favorite player. So I wanted to give you a rookie card of your favorite player. And he looks down and he goes, Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. He picked it up. He looks at it and shook my hand. And I I totally forgot about asking for like a picture if I could grab one with him or not. But when Peyton Manning sticks his hand out to shake your hand, you know, everything goes out the window. He said, yes, (laughs) sir, you're welcome. So that, that was an awesome experience and definitely won't forget it. Um, my friend was able to uh, capture video and took some screenshots from the video, so it it was awesome getting to meet him.
0: That that's awesome. And uh, so we spend we spend so much time, energy, and money just we we you and I do I think on Peyton Manning, along with se- several other people we know, and obviously other people have their guys that they collect and they have their groups and they do the same thing all the time and the money, the energy, the passion you put around buying Peyton Manning cards, was it, is it like kind of surreal when you're in that moment where you're like standing right across from, did, did, did you like reflect on all of the like energy you've put towards him and as that was happening? Cause I, I would imagine it'd be quite overwhelming when you're like, next thing you know, it's standing face to face with him.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean. I had seen him in person just once before, and it was at a a Jaguars game in Florida when I used to live there, but uh, anyway, we won't talk about that, but uh, I had seen him come out of the, the tunnel. I was the first kid there. As soon as the gates opened, I ran down to the tunnel, saw him coming out, and I, all I said was, what's up, Peyton? And he said, what's up? And that's all I got out of that experience, but it was something for, you know, 16 year old me to hang on to for forever too. And so when seeing him again at this time in person, you know, still had the same butterflies and everything, but looking back on, you know, collecting and everything they say, there's a popular saying, you know, don't ever meet your heroes because you don't want to be disappointed. But, you know, just Peyton's personality and the guy that he is, he, he, he really, likes connecting with his fans. And, um, he just, he made everybody feel at ease. Like I said, he was taking pictures with everybody. He was cool, calm, relaxed. And just that reality of, Hey, you know, I collect your rookie cards. So I wanted to give you one too. So that was cool. I definitely won't forget that. That that was awesome.
0: So you, uh, but you said you're before we hopped on and I, you reminded me this, but you said you're a Gator fan and then you live in yeah. Wisconsin, you live in Wisconsin now, so what's the, what was the allure or when did the relationship with uh, being a Peyton Manning fan start for you?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a question I get a lot is that what you lived in Florida. Why are you a Colts fan? Are you from Indianapolis? Um, no, I just, I loved watching him play. He's always been, you know, really good. The Colts have always been fairly good with him. You know, first couple seasons, not so much, but growing up as you know, I was probably ten i was 12 13 when pate manning was getting ready to break uh, dan marino's touchdown record and i was like dang that's awesome i really want him to do it and ever since then it's like you know i've i've been a pate manning guy colts guy the whole time so just watching him play watching him succeed watching the colts that's how it happened
0: <laughs> that's awesome and yeah you mentioned uh, marino I vividly remember like Manning talking about in the early days, his favorite quarterback outside of his father was Dan Marino. And then he went and, you know, broke some of his records. And just those, I remember that when Marino was in the booth and Manning was breaking his records and like Manning would be taking the interview from the field and Marino would be, you know, at the studio or whatever. And just like that connection of those two going back and forth. Um, and when I was a kid, it just seemed like Dan Marino was larger than life. And so I think my, my fandom to Peyton, obviously he was the quarterback in my city, but like watching him, like become a legend. And then obviously being a Pates fan, uh, a Colts fan, but then, you know, him going to Denver and doing the same thing. Did you, did you like at the time, I know you collect a lot of Broncos Manning stuff now, but. At the time when he moved to uh Denver, did you kind of stay in touch with him as a fan, or did you part ways for a little bit
1: no it was it was actually really heartbreaking watching the Colts release him. I remember I was at work and it came on t v It was the inevitable. I mean, we knew it was gonna happen, but you know seeing it on t v and reading those words it it sucked like that was your that's my guy, and my team is releasing him. It was a little bittersweet because we had the number one pick and we knew who we were going to take, but I always, I mean, I bought a, a Broncos Manning Jersey and rooted for him. And I mean, I, I wasn't mad at him. I wasn't mad at the Broncos for signing him. He was, you know, he's still Pate Manning It's Pate Manning. That's, that's my guy. So I, I rooted for him for sure.
0: I, no. And I love that about you and uh, your, like, I, when I was having an evolution, you were, you said something like, I, I I was like coming to the terms of like, there's all these amazing Peyton Manning Broncos cards. You've got like 2014 flawless. You've got just the prism cards. You've got obviously extended tops, Chrome cards. And you, I posted, you know, your cracked ice contenders of them. I mean, there's all these, and I'm just sitting there on the sidelines being a curmudgeon being like, I don't, I don't need to collect this, Broncos cards. There's plenty of Colts cards for me, but then like, as I sink my teeth into it a little bit, I'm like, I'm, I'm missing the boat here. Like get out of here, start jumping on the uh, Broncos uh, Peyton bandwagon. And I've, I've had a blast doing it. Maybe like talk about some of the, uh, some of like the Broncos Peyton stuff that you have that you really appreciate.
1: Well, one thing I really like about the Broncos is that they've got multicolored patches Colts are just blue and white and we don't have any logos and we don't really have anything, you know, flair like about our jerseys, which I've always kind of regretted that the Colts don't have a logo on there. I mean, we have the anniversary patches, which are pretty cool. Every so often we'll get like the one for Lucas Oil Stadium, um, a couple other anniversary patches, but I really like getting the game use patches for Peyton. One card that I, I mean, forefront of my mind is a, Immaculate on card one of one NFL shield I was able to buy last year. That's probably my pride and joy Broncos card. So um thinking about that one is it's a really special card that I'm probably not going to be getting rid of anytime soon. But um one thing I do like about those the Broncos cards is they've got, you know, the Immaculate, Flawless, NT, not as much cult stuff like that. Going back to Colts, you look at exquisite, you know, ultimate collection, which dearly miss, but um, yeah, Bronco stuff. I've always, I've always been okay with, you know, welcoming that into my PC as a Colts fan.
0: I want to dig back into here a bit about some of your collection and Peyton cards because you've got some great ones, but just like the topic I think to get into, because it's something that. I think about a lot. I know you do and several other people, most people in the hobby do, but it's just like collecting cards, figuring out exactly what you want to collect, how you want to collect it. And we go through these turns and evolutions. And I know in like kind of the two places are you're buying players and buying cards just because you love them. And you don't even like think about the money You're just like, I'm going to buy these and I'm going to be the best collector of this player or that player. And then there's the element of doing that, but then also thinking about like the money involved and you know, buying cards that, you know, will appreciate over time and value. So one thing that struck me like in early conversations was finding out that you are just like a ridiculous, massive T.Y. Hilton Like I don't know. I don't know if you classify yourself as a super collector, but that's kind of how I visualize cool. it in my, so we, we all know, like, we all know that like receivers, right. don't necessarily hold a lot of value in the hobby, but talk to me a little bit about that decision-making you had of being like, I'm going all in on TY and then like the process and what kind of cards that you picked up along the way.
1: Well, yeah, with TY, he was drafted in 2012. And as a Colts fan, it's like, okay, my favorite player just left the Colts. So now who am I going to collect on the Colts? And Andrew Luck, you know, back then, 2012, 13, 14, you know, 300 bucks for a rookie auto was a lot. And T.Y. was pretty cheap. He was a third round pick, wasn't even invited to the rookie premiere. So a lot of his stuff was a little hard to come by. Um, And just watching him play again, you know, he's nicknamed the ghost. He's incredibly quick, shifty, unable to catch him in deep routes. So he was a lot of fun uh, watching him play for the Colts and hooking up with Andrew Luck. So that's what got me on T.Y. Hilton. He was just awesome to watch. And as far as collecting him, like I said, he wasn't invited to the rookie premiere. So a lot of his stuff is not what you would expect to find. Like as a late round player, it was kind of in these obscure sets. I mean, he was in Tops Chrome and Tops Finest, but a lot of it was him in practice jerseys or it wasn't really, it was Photoshopped like Tops Inception. He's got the double zero um, so I was a little bit picky about what I got as far as that, but I really went hard after, like I used to have a tops Chrome BGS nine, five ten red tops, Chrome auto on card auto out of five. That was probably one of my better autos of his, I had a tops platinum one of one super fractor. That was as close as I could get to the tops Chrome Superfactor. I've never seen it. It's in a pop report with BGS, but I've never personally seen it.
0: I'd still love to see it, but <laughs> someone's got it locked up somewhere. So, so how, what was like the, when you were buying TY, were you just like, I'm watching this guy. I just want to connect with someone on this like next era of Colts. Did you even think about like, these cards retaining value over time or like what was going on in your head as you're picking up these badass TY cards?
1: No, that's exactly it. It's, I want to collect someone on my team and I want to go after them hard. I want to super collect them. You know, I wasn't buying every base card I could, but I was buying this higher end stuff that I could find. And along the way, I found myself outbidding and being outbid by almost the same guys. There were a couple other T.Y. Hilton guys out there, believe it or not. All Things Colts, Alex Otto, he's one of them. I've sold a lot of stuff to him, um, and he's outbid me on a lot of stuff. Uh, Jeff Lundy, uh, Colts MVP 18, I think is his handle on Instagram. He's another big T.Y. guy. But, yeah, it's just – the more you dive in and the more that you find yourself being outbid and then seeing that card post up on Instagram, it's like, Oh, dang, you got me on that one. So, I mean, even in a small community, like, you know, not as much thought of players, there's people out there who are passionate about their teams and passionate about the same player you are. So it's, it's a mutual respect, but sometimes you're kind of like, dang it. I really wanted that one.
0: I, I think I posted a pink TY Chrome auto Think that was a card, it was something from Chrome that I had picked up, and all things Colts like slid into my DMs right away. It was like, How much do you want for it, or something? I was like, It's not for sale. So I know that guy just because anytime I post anything, Ty, he's all over it.
1: Sure, yep, that's him. Um,
0: so th- I think that's uh, that adds like an additional fun layer to collecting in a weird, sick, and twisted way when it's kind of just like. It's competition, right? So although it's this player that's not like, yeah, he he went to the Pro Bowl and you could say T.Y. Hilton and through fantasy football or whatever, people know who he is, but right. that it, it brings like a, a competition out there. And do you find yourself, because I feel like in the Peyton group, there's a lot of sharing of information and a lot of like appreciation and people congratulating other people when you were doing that with like TY, did you get the same sort of thing or was it more isolated and you were trying to like withhold stuff from everyone else that you was going after the same cards as you?
1: No, um, it's all about sharing your collection and then finding the people that have those same interests and connecting with them and finding out that they have the same amount of great stuff that you do of this guy. Um, it wasn't ever like, Oh, I want to hide this away. Let no one know. I got it. But as far as TY goes, you know, as I mentioned before, it was just about getting that guy that's on your team and wanting to collect him. I wasn't thinking about, you know, oh, okay, well, 10 years from, from now, is this card going to 10X down the road? It, it's never about that. There's, it's just, you want it in your PC. That's your favorite player. And that's how you, you want to display it. You want to see it. And you don't want someone else to have it. And you have to, you know, try and trade for it. So
0: do you feel that? That You sound like a true collector. Um, It sounds like a collector's mentality and mindset. And I think we all know that like collectors are kind of many different flavors of the hobby and many different ways to do the hobby. But I think the collecting and collectors are kind of what keeps everything move. It seems like collectors have always been there and collectors are always doing their thing. But some of these other like investing or breaking or all these other things kind of get the headlines or there's a bunch of accounts with followers and that's where all like the attention goes. And people would say like collecting is lost or whatever. What's, what's your like mindset on just like the T Y Hilton example that you have personally or others that you see, like, do you feel like collecting is still alive and well, it just gets drowned out by some of the loud voices in the hobby or like, What's your perspective?
1: Yeah, I feel like if you don't have collectors, there's no one there to buy it, maybe at its peak. If you want to talk about investing everybody tries to to talk about the top five cards going up or people want to talk about, well, if I buy this, it's going to, you know, 5x when the season comes. You know, eventually someone has to buy that card and someone has to hang on to it and they have to appreciate it and they have to be willing to pay maybe that 10 X price, just because they appreciate the card. And just because they want it in their collection, they're willing to pay a premium for it to be in their collection. Uh, So I don't think collecting, I mean, that's why we do it. It's the hobby, you know, where I think it was uh, Josh on card ladder. He said, you know, we're so lucky that we're able to be in this hobby where we can collect what we want. But if a real life situation comes up, we can just sell it and get that money back almost right away. Like we're lucky enough that we have this hobby where we can collect what we want. We can display it how we want, but at the very end, you know, it's, it's still a hobby, but if something comes up, we're lucky enough. We can still sell it. I just think that if we're able to have that collector's mindset, we're able to appreciate these things a lot more and we're able to have more fun doing it because if we're chasing after the top five cards going up, you're not really having a lot of fun doing it because you're worried about buying it and then worrying about it going up. You're not worrying about the fun of it, the the reason why you're collecting it, the reason why you're in it.
0: Well said. I love it. Maybe let's move back over towards your Peyton stuff. Talk to me a little bit about the story. You've got one of my favorite Peyton cards. Actually, you've got you got a lot a lot of a lot of of my favorite Peyton cards. Talk to me about yeah, the story behind, because I think it was this past year, you acquiring the uh, Peyton Rookie ticket. I think there was like a fun story attached to that.
1: Yeah, that was the number one card that I really wanted to get going into the national. Like that was top on the hit list. And I remember walking in day one, I went to some of the the more well-known dealers. Um, one guy that I always stopped by and talked to is Ryan at RBI Crew 7. Um, He's usually got a good beat and a good feel of what's in the room at almost any time, because he's set up with a lot of good guys. Um, Kevin, the, the captain, is one of them. But um, Ryan told me he thought he knew where one would be. So I went over to that dealer to see where, oh, I just sold it, you know, 30 minutes ago. I just sold it. Oh, crap. That's, you know, just my luck. So eventually I was able to find another guy. On Instagram, and we made a trade at Card Collector Two's trade night. I had to trade a Bowman Atomic Peyton Manning rookie uh, to get that, plus a few little extra. uh, He wanted a little extra, you know, sweeteners in the deal. So I was okay with that. You know, that works out. I got my card now. But the auto, everybody knows with Peyton Manning contenders, the auto means everything. Um, They can fade over time, they can be really thin. It's just a really condition sensitive as far as the autograph goes. But I had one, and that's all I was concerned with. It's Sunday now at the National, and me and my friend Drew, cards and sneaks, we're walking the show floor, and we're seriously making our last round. We're on the red carpet portion of the show, and we're we're down to our last maybe 20 tables, and we're we're leaving. And I just happened to look down at someone's uh, table, and there's a beautiful Peyton Manning Contenders rookie ticket auto to 858, It's the same grade as the one that I just traded for a few days prior, but the autograph is so much more beautiful and blue. So I said, Hey, um, I've got the same card, same grade, but the auto is a little bit thin. So can I, maybe just, can we swap it and I'll throw in like a thousand cash just, just for the better autograph. And he goes, no, no, no. You know, and he says, you know, everything that we all know is the autograph means everything on that. I need a little more than that. But that's all I had as far as cash goes, and he only wanted cash. And I'm like, dang it, I don't have any cash. So I had to go run and sell a few more Peyton Manning cards that I had brought with me. I had to sell the Pate Manning contenders rookie ticket that I had before, which was a little scary because now I just tri- or I just sold this holy grail card that I came in for. And now I got all this cash. So I got to run back to this dealer and see if he'll take this offer. And eventually we settled on a number and paid all cash for it. Most cash I probably ever held in my hand, but <laughs> it was so worth it. And I'm so glad I did it. I, I mean, I missed the, I think it was a Bowman Chrome Refractor PSA 9 and a flare Showcase Row Zero BGS 95 that I had to sell. So instead of having a thousand cash, I had to sell those two cards plus give up. <laughs> My Peyton Manning contenders, which might sound crazy, but you know what? That's what I brought those cars for. That was the reason, you know, I'm okay with getting rid of this stuff so I can trade up to get a better card. And actually, the last few sales of an 858 more than made up what I ended up paying for that card. So I was able to basically get full value then for those two cards that I gave away, not gave away, but sold to get the better auto. So it all worked out in the end for me as far as value wise. But one thing I always say too, is sometimes you got to pay tomorrow's prices or today's prices to get tomorrow's value. So you have to sometimes pay up at the very beginning, but it's going to be worth it because a couple of weeks down the road, that price is going to be much higher. And that was actually going to be the case with that contenders auto. So it all worked out. That was the best national I've ever had as far as buying, trading, wheeling, dealing. So. That's the magic of the national.
0: <laughs> that's that's a hell of a story. I want to like rewind the tape a little bit on that one. And like the initial trade, you just talked about letting some badass pay, like the atomic refractor, uh, some other, uh, the row Zero, some badass cards out of your hands. Like obviously had this like conviction around the rookie ticket and that's what you wanted. But like maybe talk a little bit about Cause I know I struggle with this and I'm sure anyone else listening deals with this too. Like, how do you get in the mindset of saying there's these like the atomic refractor, incredible card. Absolutely. How do you get in your your mindset to be like, all right, like I own this card that's incredible, but it's not my end all be all. So I'm going to let it go. Like, how do you talk yourself into being able to do that?
1: Well, I guess one thing that I like to do every so often as I make like a top 50, I rank my top 50 Peyton Manning cards. And that one, I think probably landed five or six. If I had to guess, it was number five or six on the list. And contenders rookie ticket would be number one had I, if I get it. So am I okay? It's almost like trading draft picks. (laughs) If you think about it, am I okay (laughs) trading the sixth round pick to move up to get my first round or my first number one pick? I might have to give a few, you know, down the list plus the fifth to get it. But the conviction of it, I think is just, you know, I'm gung ho, I got my mindset on this card. And I'm hearing, you know, rumors, of, and actually talking to dealers that are saying, I'm moving this card, I don't have it anymore, I sold it. Other people in the room are looking for this card. So it's like, once you have the opportunity to get it, you better jump on it, because the card itself is only SP to 200. Um, it's not a, you know, overpopulated card. Peyton didn't sign, you know, 500, a thousand of them. He only signed 200 of them. So it's a rare card to come by even rarer with, with a good autograph. So that's my story is if, if it, opportunity comes up and you're the one that's standing right there in that moment to make that deal, do it because you'll regret it. Someone else might swoop in and get it. You know, you just, you got to, work your plan and, or plan your work and work your plan. That's, that's the thing.
0: Yes. And, and so back to the um kind of the, obviously with Peyton you're buying these cards and especially with the rookie ticket, it's like, you said it yourself. It's like, you, you pay up for the price that it is today because you both, you have conviction and believe that that card's going to appreciate over time. And so that's a, di- a little bit of a different ball game than collecting T. Y Hilton. Um, (laughs) so I've heard a lot uh, in the Peyton Manning community outside of the Peyton Manning community um, people see certain players cards go up and they say that's too high or whatever but like you look at the profile of athlete and look at all that they've accomplished and maybe look at where their market has been and it just like feels like like with Manning's a good example it's like For so long, it was like, this this just seems like it's low. So Mm -hmm. people who are passionate about manning are just going to go run in and have fun. And yeah, that maybe prices have gone up a little bit, but I, I still feel very much like there's a lot of opportunity in that. How did you adjust your mindset to be like, all right, well, I'm comfortable paying these prices, even though they might be 2x what they look like a year ago?
1: Right. So I know everybody likes to use Brady comps as like a, a golden standard, like, well, if Brady does this. Well, then that means this should be worth this. But aside from that, almost every single show that I go to people, you know, either, whether it's the dealer asking, what are you looking for? Or if I'm asking them, hey, do you have any Peyton Manning autographs? Eventually, the conversation comes back around to, wow, Peyton Manning's so undervalued it's like, yeah, I agree. I'm looking for him. You know, I'm a collector of his. I know what his prices are. Like, I know, I totally agree. And the thing is, everybody says he's so undervalued, but yet his prices, you know, they went up and then they just, they're flat right now. They, they are where they are. They're not skyrocketing. But I think the whole narrative around Pate Manning is so undervalued. I think once the minute people wake up and they actually start spending money on it, He's not going to be undervalued anymore. And people are going to be like, dang, we should have scooped these up when they were, you know, five thousand bucks for a PSA, not even five thousand anymore. You know, they're three thousand dollars for a PSA nine tops chrome refractor. What is Brady worth? You know, six figures, five figures. I don't even know, but they're not four figures like Peyton. So the thing is, is if people actually start, you know, hearing what they're saying, when they say Peyton Manning is so undervalued, you know, I don't understand. It's like, well, buy a few of his cards, sit back and relax and watch the show. You know, that's what we're doing. We're buying out, you know, PWCC auctions and eBay stuff. And it's like, we're, you know, there's 10 of us in the Peyton Manning group that are just laughing our way to you know, collecting these cards. Eventually, you know, Peyton will catch fire.
0: Yeah. We're laughing until one of us loses a, an auction from somebody else, which happens very frequently, but it's just part of the game. Right. I want to close out with Todd. You've bunch of everything, almost everything you've said in this conversation has been related to shows. Like you're someone who gets out there, hits the street, get, has conversation, ask questions. Look, I think so much of the hobby now is like online digital, like eBay, PWCC, golden DMs, what sort of advantages do you find by by going out to shows and maybe like talk about some of your favorite shows over the past year or two that you've really enjoyed?
1: Right. So, I mean, really up here in Wisconsin, there isn't too many big shows to go to. We had the Wisconsin Dell show uh, first show that I went to there. It was really nice. It was big. There's a lot of excitement around it. Uh, Second show, I think maybe it was just a little bit of national fatigue. There wasn't as much there before, but still a really awesome show to go to. Still bought stuff, still traded for stuff. But um, one show that, besides the national, uh, that I love going to um, is Brad's show, Brad Beeman, Ship Shawana. That's an awesome show to go to. It's well worth the drive. I think it's about eight, nine hours from where I am. But not only is it in Indiana, so there's a, a a nice, a nice selection of cult stuff to choose from, but Brad's a great guy. And if you want show like these regional shows to, to prosper and get bigger and get more, you know, more excitement around them, people got to go to them and, and really, you know, kind of put it out there. Not that I'm a content creator in any means I'm definitely not. Um, But go support shows, go support good people that are running these shows and are, Providing this for us to go to, I love going to Shipshawana. It's a great time. Another show that we go to so kind of often is the Eau Claire show in Wisconsin. It's in a little mall, uh, but there's a lot of a good deals to be found at these small shows that you go to, and a lot of small-time dealers like these guys that you know might go to these bigger shows are like, well, I want to you know set up at a table and be at this small show, and that's how more shows keep popping up. So. The more you go to them, the more you support them, the more they'll happen, the more fun you'll have, the more opportunity you'll be able to to make deals and get relationships out of it. That's another thing too, is the relationships out of it. You know, I met Brad Beeman at the national in 2018 with his son. And it's like, he's got this really nice show going on in Indiana. It's like, heck yeah, I'll go drive eight, nine hours to go support him. I know Brad, you know, so I love going to shows. I love traveling. You got to go where they are. They're just I totally would recommend going out and driving and going to a show you wouldn't normally go to. There's a lot of good stuff you can find out of it.
0: Amazing stuff. Support your community, support the people Absolutely. who are trying to make it grow. Uh, before I let you get out of here, Jordan uh, shows, I'd be remiss. Like uh, we talked about the Peyton, the rookie ticket, but it has there been a moment at one of these regional shows that you went to and you weren't expecting it, but you were just like, you hit a table and you found some Peyton Manning card that made your jaw drop that you weren't expecting and you ended up buying it. If so, what's the card?
1: Yep. First card that comes to mind is actually that Bowman Atomic that I (laughs) traded away to get the Peyton contenders. It was at the Wisconsin Dell show. And just like any other show, you're making your way through the tables and then boom, there it is. It's like, yeah, I'm going to be here a while talking to this guy, trying to figure something out because I'm going home with that. <laughs> so that's awesome. We know the feeling. It's, it's definitely, it's like you don't want to show your cards too much at the table. Like, yeah, I'm definitely going to buy that card. But it's, uh, it's an awesome feeling when you just see it. And it's like, yep, that's getting locked away.
0: Amazing stuff. Everybody go check them out. Northwoods card collector. Jordan, this was a blast. I'm sure we'll be communicating more and more in 2022 about Peyton Manning and what's going on. But uh, thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you. I enjoyed that conversation. Jordan's passion around his collection and the hobby is undeniable. Go give him a follow on IG, would you? Tell a friend about the show, hit all the buttons across social stacking slabs, Be back next week. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. Peace out.